Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Welcome, doctors, to today's program. Today, what I want to talk about is ligament laxity. Ligament laxity is a big keyword. Uh, things that uh, doctors of chiropractic are now looking at. Everybody thinks with ligament laxity. So we want to talk about ligament laxity today. So what is ligament laxity? Well, ligament laxity is just that. It's where the ligament goes lax. So ligaments have this incredible quality. They don't just break or snap, they stretch, they hyperstretch. And when they hyperstretch, they cause laxity. So if you were to take a six pack, the old six pack containers, and you took all the cans out, and you took the circle, and you put it in between your fingers of the plastic, and you pulled apart, the plastic would resist. Now, if you overwhelmed it with pressure, you would see that the plastic would deform. Now, it wouldn't break, it would just deform. And in that deformation, you could never put the can back into it and you would not have a totally 100% functional ligament. Ligaments hold bones in alignment under movement. And when they are damaged, they can no longer hold the bones of the joint in alignment under movement. So we have what's called hypermobility or excessive joint motion. And if we have excessive joint motion, we know it's due to the laxity in the ligament. Now, we have conditions, uh, uh, body conditions that cause all joints to be lax. There's very specific conditions. They're fairly rare. Um, when we're talking about spinal ligament injuries and ligament laxity, we're not talking about disease states or hereditary conditions. We're talking about specific joints being damaged the ligaments being damaged, and now you're showing excessive motion. But ligament laxity in, in itself is benign. So ligament laxity is anytime in the spine, a spinal motion unit, two vertebra, move more than a millimeter in motion. So if they slide back and forth more than a millimeter, we consider that to be a lax ligament. If they, if they angulate more than seven degrees, greater than the next, vertebral body angulation, we consider that to be hypermobility in angular pattern. And we say the joints that are holding that unit together that don't cause it to angulate are now lax. So that's what we call ligament laxity. Now ligament laxity itself is benign. You can have ligament laxity all day long and not have it cause anybody any problems whatsoever. Ligament laxity is benign as a condition. It just means that the ligament has somehow been damaged. It doesn't tell you how much damage it is. You could have ligament laxity um, that is severe, uh, causing the vertebral bodies to actually move to the point where it's causing cord compression. It's causing serious nerve compression. Um, we don't know. So just the term itself, ligament laxity, doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't tell you a lot. It doesn't tell you how lax the ligament is. So somebody could say, well, you got this little tiny bit of laxity, and they say, that person has ligament laxity. 
Well, what does that tell you? It doesn't tell you anything. Today, as doctors, we know that ligament laxity is not symptomatic. It's not a condition that is symptomatic. Now, when ligament laxity becomes symptomatic, the term, the technical term, the clinical term is called spinal instability. So the spinal motion units are held together by ligaments. And when those ligaments become damaged and there's laxity in the ligaments and now there's excessive motion in the joint and the joint excessive motion causes a motor, sensory or a pain problem. Remember there's nerves coming right out of these joints, right in between these joints. So if that nerve is influenced negatively and it causes a motor condition, a weakness in the muscle, a sensory condition, a hypersensitivity uh, in an area, or a pain associated with that area, it's called a spinal instability. So ligament laxity doesn't tell you anything. Spinal instability says that that now ligament laxity has caused a clinical scenario. And the providers that actually are doing spinal instability evaluations have taken that laxity off of an x-ray. And they've actually said, great, that laxity is causing excessive motion, which is causing a motor sensory or a pain problem at this level. It has now become a clinical entity called a spinal instability. Now, how is ligament laxity picked up? It's picked up in stress radiology. In injury work, stress radiology should be performed outside of the treating provider's office. In other words, the treating provider should not do an excessive motion test on his own patient's spine. Why? Well, the simple answer to that is because the provider is biased and the provider is looked upon in the market as biased. So ligament laxity that causes spinal instability measured on x-rays can cause the patient to have findings that are allowed within the pre-surgical authorization guidelines with many insurers in, in, in today's, uh, in the US, in the US, many insurers today's um, spinal fusion surgery guidelines, it can cause or trigger findings that are significant enough that allows the surgeon to get pre-authorized to do spinal fusion surgery. Now, would an insurer look at a spinal fusion surgeon that was doing his own ligament testing and always coming up with results that actually were allowing him to do spinal fusion surgeries? Anyone would look at that and say that's very, very um, uh, suspect. It's the same today. These findings of ligament laxity that lead to spinal instability, that can lead to impairments of the spine, that can lead to um, pre-authorization for surgical fusions to occur, that can lead to a lot of different things, but they lead to the accurate diagnosis of the patient's condition and then the treatment thereof. So in the injury market, these should be done, these findings, disc herniation findings, excessive motion findings should be done independent of the treating provider. That treating provider had ought to find the best place possible in order to get that testing done and then rely on that testing and also know that that testing was done in an unbiased, independent manner so it can be relied upon. It can, it, it's harder to attack and you're certainly not gonna attack the provider and say, well, the provider's biased, the provider didn't do their study. The provider's actually trying to over, um, uh, escalate the condition itself because they're trying to get enriched. None of those things can occur, which oftentimes they do in the injury market. So with ligament laxity, Ligament laxity is, is a fairly, it's a benign thing. It just says there's laxity in the ligament.
That's all it says, that's all it means. It doesn't mean that it's clinically causing anything else unless the provider understands how to take ligament laxity and use the, the clinical findings, motor testing and sensory testing and pain correlation findings to correlate it and to say that they now have an active spinal instability. So that's what I wanted you to know today about ligament laxity, a little bit more about it. Um, doctors, as always, our, our programs are short and to the point, and just taking a subject up for anyone to listen to, whether you're an insurer, you're an attorney, or you're a doctor, or you're a patient, um, to take that subject up, give you a little bit of information that hopefully gets you to think with that particular condition, and allows you to look at things a little bit differently so that you can get better results and better, better understanding and better results with your patients. I thank you very much for your time today. I look forward to you on the next podcast. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program.